Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, Two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15-day no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Well, hello. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the show. Uh, my name is Will, and this is the Space News Pod. I am going to move this window over here so I can look at the chat. Good afternoon, everyone. Gregster, hello. Howdy, Greg Smith. Marco, hey, how's it going? Um, we're going to be talking about Starship today. I don't know if you guys can see this. It's a little bit shiny over here. This is the Starship, uh, super heavy Starship schematics. And that's my new background. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool. I just got it. Uh, and I had to, I let it sit on the porch for over 24 hours. Uh, so I could stop the spread of the Corona stuff. And now it's back there because I cleaned it off and threw away the cardboard that it came in. So hope everyone's doing well today and hope everyone is having a fantastically beautiful, amazing day in, uh, isolation because I know some places you can't go out, so that's why I'm here. We can hang out and talk about nerdy space stuff together. Now, 
this is what I came to talk about. I came to this show today specifically for you guys. So we talk about this document. SpaceX released this document. And it's a doozy. Revision 1, Starship User's Guide. You can get to this by going to SpaceX's site and go to Starship, SpaceX.com, and then go to Starship. I'm going to be posting this document on uh, SpaceIndustryNews.com as well. Um, Now, before I get into a little bit more of this stuff, I want to say thank you so much for everybody who's come to the show. Uh, First and foremost, I can't do this without you. And just being here is awesome and thank you to everybody who subscribed to the show uh literally i don't know what to say uh i'm just i'm taken aback by how cool this has all become and literally because of everyone here like you you are the reason that this is becoming a thing we're almost at nineteen thousand subscribers and a couple days ago we were at eighteen thousand subscribers so it's blowing up uh so yeah Benjamin, good afternoon. Sunny and 46 here. Legally allowed to go for a walk. Greg, same here. We're allowed to go outside. Um, We're allowed to walk around. We're allowed to exercise. We're allowed to go to parks as long as we stay away from people. They closed down a bunch of the park areas, though, which is a weird thing for me because the park areas, they're always teeming with people and going out. It's a really surreal scene. Right. So you go to the park and you see people playing tennis usually or, you know, hanging out together on like picnic benches and stuff. But all that stuff's been like quarantined off and they have yellow tape around it. So I went to the park today and I went for a hike in the morning. Well, I guess it was afternoon, about 1230. I went for a little hike, uh, saw some people with their dogs out and it was really nice to see people. And, uh, you know, people were smiling today. It was a nice day. It is still a nice day. And I do plan on getting out after this as well. Um, your parks are closed and fines for breaking rules. We got to change that, you know, um, we got to fix this solution or we got to fix this problem. It will be good to know there is people up there uh, in case everyone gets sick on earth. They have, uh, they can develop a cure and come back. That's true. Yeah. Um, that's one of the cool things about starship is that you can launch people to other planets. You know, it's not as good as earth. You know, you can't really, can't really get much better than earth right i guess where we're born that's where we're made we're made of earth stuff we're made of star stuff and unfortunately sometimes the earth sucks (laughs) you know what i'm saying sometimes the earth sucks and you gotta just be like eh well you just gotta deal with this stuff for a little while and you know i I have faith that everything will go back to normal and you know uh hopefully people will under have a better understanding of what humanity actually is and how we all kind of work together to make this thing work um that's gonna you know it's gonna be important that everyone kind of like you know is more friendly to each other after this sort of happened after other big events but in the u.s here um you know it's a little bit different than the normal so you know we're we're trying to fix it earth we tried (laughs) right greg (laughs) right (laughs) yeah we gave it a shot. We gave it our best. You know? Yeah. Maybe maybe we weren't made for here. Maybe we should go to Mars. But that's what Starship's for. It's to take people to Mars. Now more than ever, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? So might as well have an escape plan, right? Elon, Elon wanted a cool reality. It's, it's still pretty cool. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that doesn't really... Uh, 
I'm not like a, I'm not, I don't have a really huge social group of people hang out with. So I go to parks and I hang out with people and I, I'm a skateboarder so I can go to places. Um, but I don't really have to interact with people that much in my life. So I'm like, it's pretty normal for me to do what I'm doing right now. So I personally am, am a very fortunate person uh, that I can continue doing what I've kind of always done. It's just really weird to see the streets empty. Um, Gaia is defending herself. Yeah, Mother Earth. We think the 15 band SN3 is tall. Wait until we see the super heavy for it. Oh my God. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like super heavy and starship together. Like there's starship, right? So there's the the place where the people sit in the top. Hundred people supposedly are going to fit in this thing. I mean, they're going to be able to fit. But in this documentation that I'm going to show you in a minute, um, this there's some areas in there where people can hang out. It's a really weird thing. So if you go to the Starship page on SpaceX and you click on Starship User's Guide, you go to this page. And let's take, actually, let's, before we do that, let's take a look. The diameter is 9 meters, 30 feet diameter, height uh, 160 feet. And this is just Starship. This is not the booster. Um, propellant capability, above 100 tons, 100 plus ton payload capacity. Um Super heavy, the first stage or booster of our next generation launch vehicle has a gross liftoff mass of over 3 million kilograms and uses subcooled liquid methane and liquid oxygen. Repellence booster will return to, to land at the launch site on its six legs, its beautiful leggies. So they're going to be reusable. Uh, this booster is going to be reusable. We'll be able to, we meaning humanity, we'll be able to send starships places. The booster is going to come back. They're going to give it a little spit polish there and then uh you know fix it up and then they're going to launch it again nine nine meters and a half is the diameter i don't know this is directly from spacex so we'll see what it says in the uh, super heavy documentation that is over a football field high when stacked yeah it's gonna be insane 37 Raptor engines. Could you imagine having 37 Raptor engines work at the same time? That is going to be immense. Stainless steel tanks and structure. Six Raptor engines on the uh, Starship itself. Actuated grid fins so it'll land properly. This is insane, by the way. I will get into the documentation in just a minute. Let's take a look, see at this launch thing. I'm going to, I'm going to mute this. Um, just so there's no copyright strikes or anything weird. There we go. It's muted, but you can see what they plan on doing. It's kind of crazy. Or as one of my friends would say, cray cray. Um, Bob, how you doing? Bob Brink is a member of the channel. If you want to support the channel, Make sure to, uh, you know, become a member, become a space cadet. Sorry, I can't subscribe. I got no financial to do so. Love your podcast. Love from Holland. Uh, love you too, Rob. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the, for the help. Just being here is awesome. Um, so you're doing your part. Greg Smith says it would be loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be, that would be a huge, huge amount of sound. 
And then right there, you have uh, the booster come back. Or is that Starship? I can't see. Yeah, that's probably the booster. They didn't show the top of it, so I'm assuming it's the booster. Starship's up in orbit. And then the cool thing is, watch this. There's a Starship on the left, Starship on the right. They connect together. One of them probably, this is the refueling, I believe. And I, yeah, this is the refueling area of the mission. So they refuel the Starship and then blam Starship on the right, the shiny one. Will blast off someplace else. Elon said it's nine and a half. Maybe he was measuring outside parts. Oh, possibly. Well, I'll believe Elon because he is, uh, he's the guy. So there we go. And then Starship takes off, launches someplace else. We're not sure where it's going. But yeah. And then to infinity and beyond Starship. So anyway, this is a, this is a huge, huge, huge deal. Uh, orbital refueling. Basically put a fuel tanker on the back end of Starship. And then they have enough fuel to go wherever they need to go. Um, so let's look at this user's guide. Because we already went through like the basics of it. And this is all the stuff that you can see. Raptor engines, you know, where it's going to be built some cool pictures of it but here's the nitty-gritty of the deal so this user's guide it's kind of a big deal March 2020 copyright subject to existing rights to third parties SpaceX is the owner of the copyright in this work and no portion hereof is to be copied reproducer disseminated without the prior written consent of SpaceX so you just can't change it that's what it says right there just don't change this thing. Um, company description. They basically go over where SpaceX came from. Started in 2002. Um, and the whole idea behind SpaceX is to launch stuff to Mars. Make make people interplanetary. Uh, make Launch people to Mars, I should say. Um, but, but Elon's vision was to launch uh, a plant to Mars. And just how cool would it be if there was a picture of a plant? on Mars with kind of the earth in the, in the background somewhere. That would be pretty cool. That's kind of his initial, you know, his little spark, as I like to say, that's a little spark that, uh, ignites the giant fire and also ignites these Raptor engines that will be launching starship. So company description, uh, today SpaceX performs routine missions to space with its Falcon nine and Falcon heavy launch vehicles for a diverse set of customers, including the, uh, National Aeronautics Space Association, or Administration, NASA, the Department of Defense, international governments, and leading commercial companies. Uh, SpaceX provides further support to NASA, et cetera, et cetera. Starship program overview. So, you know, SpaceX has been in the, in the business for a while. If you're 18 years old, you're as old as SpaceX, basically. So there's some people that are watching this right now. You're younger than SpaceX. You know, Elon Musk had this idea a long time ago. And SpaceX, uh, you know, has been around for a while, but still pretty young as compared to something like Boeing uh, in the ULA, you know, like those programs together. Starship program overview. Uh, Starship system represents a fully reusable transportation system designed to service Earth orbit needs as well as missions to the moon and Mars. Two stages, super heavy, which is the booster in Starship, which is the craft um, and that's this whole, this whole doohickey there. Look at that thing. Like you said, it's going to be the size of a football field. That is a gigantic rocket. 
That's a gigantic rock. And I don't understand it. Like, I'm not a rocket scientist. I've never been a rocket scientist. Math is my worst subject. So, like, I don't understand how this thing works. But it's absolutely insane. Um, when that starts flying, will both Falcon 9 and Heavy be retired? Will everything for from humans to cargo be launched on a starship only? Kevin, that's a really good question. I don't believe they're going to retire everything. Because I think Falcon 9 and Falcon Heavy can have specific launch um uh, duties you know falcon falcon 9 is much smaller than starship so if it's a small mission if you only need like one satellite to go up why would you use a starship you know um and it depends on you know where you're going to launch when you're going to launch etc so you know how does how does that fit into the equation falcon heavy it's similar because they can launch big things, but if there's something in between Falcon 9 and Starship, Falcon Heavy could fit that as well. You know, I think they'll keep them around for a while until they really figure out a configuration for Starship and kind of figure out um, possibly, you know, if they can uh, sideload some other cargo in maybe at the same time. So that's another thing that uh, comes down to in this document is shows it down here, this payload guide. Payload configurations. We'll read that real quick. Starship crew and uncrewed configurations are shown in figure two. And that is down here. Let's scroll down a little bit. Figure two. Uh, crewed is on the left. 100 people can fit in here. On the right, uncrewed. So uncrewed beside the uncrewed rocket. You see the flip top lid over there on the right side. Starship payload deployment sequence. It just opens up, opens up like that. Not as fast as that, by the way. And, um, you know, the satellite launches out, whatever the, whatever the cargo is deploys from that. And I said this in the podcast, the actual podcast, the audio podcast today, it reminds me of the space shuttle. Uh, so space shuttle, they had bay doors, which opened out like this. I guess that would be the best way to, with my hands, I guess, sort of like that. Yeah, sort of like that. But anyway, and then the cargo was in there and they could push it out. Um, and this is it's a similar thing where there's no fairing that gets lost. You know, they just open it, close it. Pretty simple. So when it's done with his mission, closes that thing, comes back down to Earth. You refuel it, refurbish it and launches again. Um, so. It's going to be insane. It's kind of, I, I keep saying that word insane because this doesn't make any sense to rational human beings <laughs> that, that have seen regular rocket launches where things just fall into the ocean. They're like, eh, whatever, we'll just use this booster for a little while. Then it's just going to fall into the ocean or eh, whatever. Just a bunch of space junk all over the place. Yeah. It's like some Apollo parts were in the ocean. You know, uh, I think it was. Who some some super rich person? Uh, who was it that went into the ocean and like recovered some of the Apollo stuff? I don't even know what they what they recovered, but it was like an Apollo eleven module or something, or an Apollo module or something. But I can't remember who it was. But super rich person, um, Jeff. Oh, was it Jeff? I thought it was what's his name, uh, the deep sea. Uh, deep sea 
um, what's it? Submarine guy. That's also a director. Was it Jeff though? If it was Jeff, that's awesome. Mr. Jeff Bezos. Does anyone have tabs on the rocket man? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. The rocket man F five engines and mercury capsule, the second flight. Oh dude, you know, so much stuff. I like this. You teach me things every time we do this. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I was see. And the cool thing is I love to come in here because every time I do this show, I'm like, what is this thing? And then someone always has an answer. And I remember like parts of things sometimes like that. And then somebody always has an answer. So thank you for that. Um, it's going to be simpler and cheaper to use Starship, although it sounds counterintuitive. Yeah, I think so, too, eventually. Um, so let's get into the payload volume. Eight meter diameter payload dynamic envelope is shown in figure four. That's uh, where is the figure four down here right below it. This large deployable envelope allows for the design of novel payloads, ride share opportunities and entire constellations of satellites on a single launch. An extended payload volume is also available available for payloads requiring up to 22 meters of height. So what they're saying is you can have a bunch of stuff in this thing, a bunch of stuff at all times. You can launch with a ton of stuff and uh, you can put different things in there you don't have to have one giant satellite you can have a bunch of different things now you could ride share constellations of satellites like starship or like starlink um and you can do it all on a single launch so you don't have to have numerous launches for say if you have 10 satellites they need to go up well get those 10 satellites made and then we just launch them once right Um, let's hold on a second here. So let's, uh, go over to the mechanical interfaces, the payload fairing standard starship payload fairing is nine meters in outer diameter, resulting in the largest usable payload volume of any current or in development in development launcher. That's a huge amount of space. 22 meters. Think about the telescopes you can launch with this. Yeah. Uh, who's going to make a telescope that big? I want one. That's going to be huge. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos on the mission to recover the Apollo 11 F1 rocket engines from the seafloor. Thank you. I thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, so they're going to launch space hotel modules. That's kind of the plan, actually. They've been talking about that for a while. Launch modules to uh, a space station where you can just kind of go and hang out. And they're also they're launching people to the space station on a private journey. Uh, so that's another huge, huge deal. And also they added two new crew members to the um, SpaceX flight to the International Space Station. The first uh, the first flight, like inaugural, not inaugural, but the first actual flight, not a demo flight. Uh, and one of the astronauts is for, uh, from JAXA, which is really cool. And we'll take a look at that in a minute and um, get some more information about that. That's kind of off topic, but pretty cool. Um, to deploy the payload, the clamshell fairing door is open and the payload adapter and payload are tilted at an angle in preparation for separation. The payload is then separated using the mission unique payload adapter. If there are multiple payloads on a single mission, a rotating mechanism can be provided to allow each satellite to separate with maximum clearance. When separation is confirmed and the payloads have cleared the fairing, the payload fairing door is closed in, in preparation for Starship's return to Earth. So this thing goes into wherever the wherever it's going, orbit or wherever, 
uh, because it can go to Mars and then it separates the payload and then it shuts it, shuts it down and then comes back to Earth. They give it a little spit polish, ding, you know, a little rag out. They polish it up and then they refurbish whatever they need to refurbish. And then just like an airplane, it's like you take a flight from New York to L.A. When you get there, people get off the airplane. They go through and they clean it up and do whatever they got to do. Check everything out. Make sure everything works properly. They do some diagnostics and then they put people back on it and then they fly again. That's what they want Starship to be able to do. And that's what they're working on uh, this week and next week. Static fire tests. There's some pressure tests going on and possibly a 150 meter hop on the 6th of next week is next Monday. I believe the 6th. So how quick is the turnaround for Starship? Uh, They want to be able to do it within a day. They want to be able to fly three times a day, I believe, at the most. I think that's what Elon said. Don't quote me on that. That might have been they want to do three launches a day. Maybe not the same starship. Um, so I'd have to I have to go back and see what he said there. Um, so. And he doeth he does great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Revelation 13, 13 Falcon 9. Yes, it is a God given rocket. I think it's science and engineering, actually. I think that's what did it. It seems very much a uh, reimagine of, reimagining of the shuttle. Large payloads plus reusability. Yeah, you know, uh, I was thinking about that. Like, how cool was the space shuttle? We went over this the other day. And uh, I watched a quick video on the podcast about it. And how cool the space shuttle actually was. Even though it was like kind of a wreck and it cost a ton of money. It was beautiful and it was just such a cool idea. Like it's a freaking space plane. But it's similar, yeah. Similar has similar. I mean, it doesn't land like a plane. It doesn't have landing gear. It doesn't glide in like a plane like the uh, space shuttle did. But it's similar in the vein that it can be reused. And, you know, that's pretty pretty much the, uh, the whole reason why SpaceX started. Um, it's going to land like a helicopter. It's going to land vertically. Um, so say if this flashlight right here, this tactical flashlight is Starship, right? And it's coming down from from up on high in the heavens towards our mother Gaia. And it's going to land vertically like this. Like that. Land on the ground like a Falcon 9, like any other SpaceX rocket. And then it'll shut off its engines. Boop, 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 boop. And then it's the noise it makes when it shuts off its engines. And then it'll land. They'll recuperate it. Or... uh They'll um, uh, reconfigure it or do whatever they got to do to fix it up. And then I'll launch that puppy again on top of the booster, which has been getting refurbed or whatever they got to do before they launch that sucker again. So this is going to be used numerous times. They almost had the fifth launch of a Falcon 9 the other day. But there was an anomaly. They didn't land it. Or they did have the launch, but they didn't have the landing properly. So that would have been absolutely amazing. And that's where they're getting to. You know, there are five landings, five or six landings on these things. Soon it'll be 10. Soon it'll be 20. Then it'll be 30. Then it'll be 40. You know, of course, that's in the future. But they don't really want to use them past, I believe, 10 at the most. Just because that's when things start wearing out the most. And they can't really rely on them. Um... 
Payload manifesting. Satellite customers may be manifested on single or multi-manifest missions. Customers can bring a single spacecraft, coordinate their own ride shares for a single Starship launch, or work with SpaceX to take advantage of a multi-manifest launch. Customer missions do not need to wait for co-passengers in order to fly. So you can fly your own thing, or you can wait for a ride. Somebody else, too. So you can split the cost. So say if you have one government that's like, hey, we just want to launch satellite. Uh, but we don't have enough money to launch this satellite right now. You know, we need a little bit more funding or whatever it is. I mean, or a company that has a satellite that they need to launch. If they want to save some money, maybe they'll go in with their buddy. You know, they'll rent some space together and they'll send both satellites out at the same time. So that's pretty cool. A single mission manifest uh, one to three X geosynchronous telecom satellites. Pretty cool. Full constellation of satellites on a single mission. Starlink. Uh, two or one to two geosynchronous telecom satellites plus rideshare system of small sats uh, in space demonstration spacecraft that remains integrated with Starship and returns to Earth. That's pretty cool. I never thought about that. Cargo and crew configurations as well. Payload adapters. Um, those are pretty standard. 937 millimeter, 1194 millimeter, 166 or 1666 millimeter and 26, 24 millimeter adapters. And they can also um, build one to suit you, basically, or use yours. So, yeah, acoustic, shock, etc. So these are the, the real nitty gritty. This is like the nerd stuff. So this is, <clears throat> um, this is to make sure that you have the proper things built into your satellites etc as you launch now this is pretty cool over here though payload integration spacex is initially planned for two launch sites for the starship kennedy space center in boca chica launch pad so boca chica is where they're doing all their test uh test flights right now and they're working on getting this thing so it hops 150 meters like i said before that may go on next monday and when it does i'll let you know um, either here on this channel or on the podcast, uh, the podcast is going to be quicker. So if you want to go to any podcast platform that you have and look for space news pod, um, it'll be available to you in audio form much faster than I do in video form. So if you want the up to date, like to the second that uh, I will make sure that everybody knows about that as soon as possible. Um, for payloads returning to Earth, landing sites are coordinated with SpaceX and could include Kennedy Space Center or Boca Chica. So it depends on where you are, where you launch from, etc. Best flashlight in Ace Beam or is Ace Beam W50 with six kilometers of throw. I don't know if I would ever need that flashlight. <laughs> I mean, I might. I don't know. That's like some crazy six kilometers. I mean, what do I need to look at? Let me take a look at this flashlight real quick. Let me just take a look-see. Ace beam. This one is 200 and some odd dollars. $289 for the... What? The Ace beam W30 is 200 some dollars. And that was... That's insane. That's a lot of money. I got this one, which... That is a gift, actually. So the best price ever. Free. Uh, laser. You'll blind yourself. <laughs> nice. Yeah, don't look at it. 
Uh, the first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. It beheld till the wings thereof were plucked and it was lifted up. Uh, Effed up world says this on uh, YouTube. Uh, therefore were plucked and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand up upon the feet as a man. Daniel 7, 4. The space shuttle? Uh, probably not. Maybe. I mean, if that's if that's what you want to believe, that's cool. But also, more than likely, engineering and science. So I'm a firm believer that people uh, want to make cool things and that we've always wanted to make cool things. The W50 is not out now, but check the Emulent MS. Are you a flashlight expert here? What's going on here? How many flashlights do you have? $669 for a flashlight? Man, this is some other this is some other level stuff right here. We're getting a little bit derailed from the conversation, but dude, I used a flashlight first, so I guess it's my fault. $669 for a flashlight. Damn. Has there ever been a rocket launch from a Texas beach? Uh Starhopper. I don't think that was a launch. That's not considered a launch. That's considered a hop. Um, I'm not sure from a Texas beach. Um, X80 is 250. Too much money for me. That's too much. I barely get by just doing this podcast, so <laughs> I don't have an extra 253 bucks to spend on a flashlight. I've got like a, uh, I got a flashlight in my car, like a bigger one, but it's not that powerful. It's powerful enough to get you, get you through the night. Payloads are integrated into Starship fairing vertical in ISO class eight class 100,000 clean rooms. Then the integrated payload stack is transferred to the launch pad and lifted on the Starship vehicle. So basically what they're saying is uh, we're going to we're going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. Crew configuration. This is where it gets crazy. SpaceX was founded with the globe with the goal of making life multiplanetary. The Starship program is realizing this goal with the crew configuration of Starship. Drawing on experience from the development of Dragon for the commercial crew program, a Starship crew configuration can transport up to 100 people from Earth into low Earth orbit and onto the moon and Mars. So 100 people could fit in this thing. Uh, the crew configuration of Starship includes private cabins. This is what I was talking about at the very, very beginning. Like, how crazy is this? Uh, private cabins, large common area, centralized storage, in solar storm shelters in a viewing gallery. So it's not like you're just going there like a spacecraft, like a like an airplane. Um, where you can download this document? Is that what you're saying? Um, nod. You can download this at the SpaceX site on the uh, Starship page. Will, how to spell your name? I can't tell you. It's a secret. But how crazy is it that you can have your own private cabin? A private cabin of your own. You can buy it. It's it's going to be a lot of money. You're going to, have to spend a ton of money, but there's a large common area. Right? Centralized storage, solar storm shelter. That's pretty cool. How are you going to pack 100 people in a solar storm shelter though? Is there going to be enough room for that? Or are just like a few people, like the richest people, are going to be able to get in there? And there's going to be a viewing gallery where, you know, there's a bunch of windows, which is going to be pretty cool. 
Yeah, the document, um, yeah, it's available. It's a PDF, and it's available on the Starship page on uh, SpaceX. I'll show you the way to get it right here. So you go to the Starship page, click on this up here, SpaceX.com Starship, load that page, and then click Starship User Guide, where it says Starship right there. So should be able to get it right there. Um, where were we on this one? Yeah, so that's the kind of crazy thing that I was interested in. The solar storm shelter. How many are available? Um, how many are available and to, you know, to how many people and how do you get one? Like, do you have to buy an extra? Is it an extra thing? Or are there like the, the private cabins? Are they sort of solar shelters as well? That's what I was wondering about. Um, Starship sounds like it has more room than the ISS. It's a, it's pretty big. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it's not small. It's the size of a football field with um, the booster on it. So Starship, um, I wonder how many people you could pack into the ISS. I bet you could fit a hundred people into the ISS if you packed them in there. Well, Starship seems more roomy, you know. Um, so let's see. You are a Dutch guy. Oh, nice. Well, welcome. I appreciate you uh, hanging out here. And thanks for the compliment. Since it can take up to a thousand people in an airplane-like configuration, then a hundred people will have much more space. True, true. And really needs a bowling... Dude, a bowling alley on Starship would be crazy. How would they do that, though? Because once they get out into space, there's no gravity. The ball would fly all over the place and just rip through a wall. <laughs> Everyone gets sucked out into space. The hundred people configuration that was only for space missions. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's a crazy thing to think about, though. Hundred people in this configuration going to Mars. Have you heard of space madness, where people go crazy because they're cramped in a small, small like tin can? Um, if you have a hundred people around, you're gonna have to have you're gonna have people from everywhere and you're going to have to interact with those people and deal with those people until you get to Mars or wherever you're going. I mean, the moon's not that far away, so whatever deal with them for a couple days or whatever, not a big deal. But if you go to Mars, well, that's a long time. It takes 500 ish, three to 500 days or whatever, you know, to get there. So, I mean, if starship were to, have a hundred people going to Mars, all that stuff. It's a big area. So if you could walk around and float around and stuff, there's no artificial gravity. So you're going to have to like, you have to get, you're going to float everywhere. <laughs> Last person on the ship wins, right? Once the bowling ball flies through the hole. <laughs> Will they do a test hop where they launch from Boca Chica and land at Cape Canaveral? Uh, wouldn't that be a good test for a future world to world flight? They're planning. That would be pretty cool, Kevin. I agree with that. I agree. Um, seeing the same people every day will be hard. That's true. Um, unless you have a private cabin, then you're just like, I'm going to lock myself away. <laughs> so you got to save up your money. Starship to Mars will be take about 200 days. See, that's still pretty long. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty long distance. 
Um, they're a long time. 200, 200 people or 200 days, hundred people. There's gotta be like privacy areas, you know, there's a, it's like a cruise ship. It's like being on a cruise ship for hundred for 200 days. That would suck. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. That would really suck. I would not be happy with that because um, you go on a cruise ship for a couple weeks, you know, 14, 20 days maybe. And everyone's cool. Everyone's like, yeah, party down. Everyone's getting drunk and like, you know, jumping into a pool and, you know, playing shuffleboard and all that stuff. But if you're up there for two to 300 ish days with a hundred different people, People are going to go crazy, you know, not crazy, crazy, but they're probably going to, you know, it's the cabin fever. We're going to get it here with the Corona stuff. We're getting cabin fever. People are getting like crazy. And, you know, the. The uh, isolation of all of it when you're out there and then what happens when the earth goes away, you know, like when you can't really see the earth anymore, it just becomes like a little dot, you know, when you're very far away in space. Like, how does that going to how is that going to uh affect the human mind because that's our that's our home planet like how cool is that when we buy a product we try their best to buy the best product we do hours and hours of research on it but when it comes in choosing our faith we blindly follow the religion passed on by our parents hmm that's a pretty good um observation yeah even if it takes tethering them together to rotate they will need gravity even if it's only 200 days jim i think i agree with you we need some sort of gravity right I mean, there's there's got to be a way to to mitigate the damage to the human body, of course. Um, you'll only be seeing dots all around, plus the sun, yeah. Yeah, when the Earth becomes a dot, that's crazy. That's crazy. Could you imagine looking back and, um, like, looking back at Earth and you don't know which dot it is? In the sky, when it's just another, you know, it's another thing in the sky, another dot in the sky. That's crazy. Uh, the talk via WhatsApp or Skype will be pretty difficult because it won't have immediate answers. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of lag. Deborah, hello. Welcome back. Uh, one couple in the UK married for 44 years. Husband murdered his wife after four days in lockdown. Oh. Ooh. It's not good. Yeah, some people are... Some people go crazy. Um, you just got to choose the people that aren't going to go crazy, and that's going to be tough to do. You got to find cool people that are really chill and don't really have any anger issues, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one. You mentioned an important comparison, a cruise ship. Thank you. I think it is like that, you know, because there's a common area, but what are you going to do, play cards? Space cards? I mean, there's not really going to be a lot to do. Maybe video games? But why would you want to do that stuff if you're in space, <laughs> like traveling to Mars? It wouldn't get I don't think it would get boring, you know, everything. So the first people that fly on Starship that go to Mars will be the first people that ever see what they see. Right. So the, the once they get past the moon and they're out there, they're doing their thing. They're going to be the first people to see what they see. But like no one's ever been that far. No one's ever been that far. So hopefully um, 
you know, hopefully it's sort of like a, it's an endearing experience for them where they, they find love and happiness and unity through this experience and not just kind of like beating their chest. We did it. We did it. You know, hopefully they're like, this is humanity. We're, we're living this new life. This is a whole new thing. Um, so yeah, it's kind of crazy that that's like, that's possibly in the next 10 years, you know, that everything is going to kind of change. Um, well, are you an astronomer? Uh, an amateur one. Yeah, I am. Um, I was an active amateur astronomer for a good three years. And then I had to sell my telescope and I'm heartbroken because of it. Um, because it was one of my favorite things to do. And unfortunately I had to move and I had to sell my telescope. It was huge. It was the size of my car. So, um, at that point, yeah, it was a life story. Basically it's like, I need 400 bucks. (laughs) I got to (laughs) move. So yeah, there we go. That's what happened. Um, star mapping, gravity mod. Yeah. Maybe they're just going to have tasks to do. You know, maybe that's what they're going to be doing. Maybe they're going to be doing work. Attention, Starship Pastors. I am sorry to announce Netflix cut their transmission. Oh, that would be horrible. So why Mars? Why not Moon Base Alpha? Um, but yeah, Moon Base Alpha would work too. I mean, do, go there first and learn stuff. Why need everyone to stop with the nationalism and racism around the world as long as that continues? Or we need that. Uh, the human race will never evolve. I agree with you, Jim. Uh, because both will happen at the same time. What if space was... Shial? What does that mean? Hold on. Uh, in the Hebrew Bible, is a place of darkness in which spirits of the dead go. In some circumstances, they are thought to be able to be contacted by the living. Oh, Hades. Okay, so I'm I'm familiar with it with the term Hades. Um, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So once we get out there, we'll figure it out. You know. We'll figure all this stuff out. I'm a science person, so I, I believe in the science of everything. Um, space is made of elements. Those elements are made of other things. We're made of those same things. So if that's the case, then we are all hell. We're all Hades, you know, we are or not hell, but we're Hades. So we're made of the same stuff. Um, Mars actually has an atmosphere unlike the moon. There are still terraforming hopes. Christopher, I, I would agree with you, but terraforming Mars would be insanely hard. Um, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson on one of the latest star talks within the last month or so, I, somebody brought that up and he, he said, why don't we, we can't fix our own planet. We can't figure this out down here. Why would we want to terraform Mars? Why don't we just live here? Make this place better. So I I totally agree with that one. But I think terraforming Mars would be pretty cool. Um, um, Let's see. Moon base and moon alpha base. They're afraid the moon loses the orbit with Earth. uh, Like it happened with space 1999. Yeah, I found a NASA article saying that it takes 500 million years for the solar wind to to wipe out Mars atmosphere. See, that's kind of crazy, though. Think about like the Mars, the Martian atmosphere. Is not like ours. The planet's similar, but we can maybe terraform it in some ways, but it's it takes huge machines or nuclear bombs or whatever we got to do to do that. But, you know, 
all that stuff, it's going to take millennia. Like it's going to take millions of years to figure that out or hundreds of thousands of years to figure that out. We could do both Earth and Mars. Um, we can live on Mars. I mean, that's why they're going to the moon. You know, that's why NASA's going back to the moon 2024. Put people on there, of course, and then like beat our chest. Yay, we did it again. And also do science and figure out how to live off world. Um, it was done to be like Star Trek. Yeah. You know, what was funny is um, uh, Park Nest, um, the Starship and SpaceX and all this stuff is built to be like Star Trek, right? So he wants, Elon Musk wants a Star Trek future where everyone kind of works together and everything's good and we do things for the good of the universe and for humanity. But he also said at one point, hey, you know what would be cool is if we had a bunch of things in orbit like Battlestar Galactica. And I was like, yes, Battlestar Galactica. How cool would that be? And I was like, wait, that's just a freaking huge war against robots. That would not be good. That would not be good at all. The nitrogen test can happen in the next hour. <gasps> that's going to be cool. I hope they don't blow a lid. Don't blow a lid. Don't blow a lid. That's for the Starship, by the way. They're going to be doing some tests today, and they're going to be doing a static fire uh, next Monday and possibly a hop next week as well. So if they get these nitrogen tests, Elon gave a talk in France and talked about uh, two locations, Mars and Moon. Yeah, that was the that's the plan. Moon base and a Mars uh, situation. New space race for show. Uh, what do you think of Singapore as a model for a Mars city? It is a country with 100% urban area. I don't think we're going to have an urban area on Mars. Not right away. We're going to have a bunch of pods um, and a bunch of tunnels and places where people can walk without having to breathe Martian atmosphere, you know, because we need that thing called oxygen and air to breathe and it's going to suck. Well, like a fully confined area. I always I think about this every once in a while and how crazy it would be to live in some place like that. You're basically a hamster, you know, you live in a hamster tube. And I don't know if that'll be really an enjoyable life. So I don't know. I, I like, a, go, like going to the woods. I like going to a park. I like to go hang out outside. Um, but is that going to be like a new reality for people? You know, uh, people will be in. You know, on Mars, will they be, and on the moon too, they're going to be in these pods, they're going to be in these tubes, and they're going to be living like this picture, figure eight right here. You can see Starship blasting off from the moon surface. Let me see if I can zoom in. That one right there. Blasting off from the moon surface, and, you know, there's pods there. They're building pods, the giant city structures, solar panels, etc., Starships land on the outside. You go in to the interior via vehicle of some sort, and then you go to the station. It's just going to be a station. It's not going to be a city anytime soon. We don't know how to make these things yet. I got the, I did get the courage. Yeah, I did, Deborah. I was like, I'm going to do this. And it's been over 24 hours on cardboard. It came in a cardboard box. And then that's over 24 hours. That's on paper. So... I was like, I'm going to unpack this thing. 
and I'm going to wipe it down and it's going to be fine. I'm going to wash my hands and all's going to be good. Jim Myers, they have the testing going on right now. Ooh, okay. Well, that might be a good place for me to end this podcast so you all can go watch that page because they have... Watch this. I'm going to send you a link. Yeah, I saw the live feed going on earlier. Here's a link to them. So when you're done with this show, I'm going to send you a link to these guys. This one right here. Um, Go over to that page um, and check these guys out because they're doing the best work right now. They're doing awesome stuff. So check out their page. They're doing a live stream of the SpaceX Starlet or Star ship sorry starship testing and hopefully it doesn't pop a top that would be bad testing hasn't started quite yet okay sounds good falafel um yeah there's there's going to be some some movement around all day but um you know it's going to be a it's going to be a while before they do anything i'm sure but it's nice to just be there in case something happens it's kind of like one of those (gasps) moments when actually something does happen and they do the test and it's all done and you're like yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so that's a cool thing to work, cool thing to check out. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. So check this stream out. I'm going to link it in the chat. But before I go, like my manager says, Deborah, uh, CBDMD sponsors this show. CBDMD uh, helps you lots of things. Check them out. SpaceNewsPod.com slash CBD to get 15% off. Uh, use the code CBDMD15. Um, also, uh, world of tanks has sponsored. There was only one video, Deborah, actually. So they, they only sponsored that one video. So I'm happy, uh, to pump them up a little bit, but they did help out the show. Um, so here we go here. I'm going to click this. So there's a link to the testing channel. I have nothing to do with this channel. They're just really good people doing really good work. Um, and they're, they're just awesome people. Do any of you play no man's sky, Jim? I don't have it anymore. I returned it in the beginning. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this, but at the beginning they had some some stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, Deborah, I saw that and it was hilarious, but I can't post it. <laughs> I can't post that message. Um, yeah, No Man's Sky in the beginning. Uh, they they said that you could play with your friends, but you weren't allowed. You weren't able to at that point. So I returned it. I was like, ah. For the right feed, you may need to switch cameras. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah, check out check out their whole page. Really cool stuff. Lots of lots of SpaceX stuff. Jim, I want to get it again. I don't know. Is it on sale right now? Because I would buy it on sale. But anyway, I'm out of here. It's $27. That's not bad. It's 20 bucks. It's not bad. Okay. So yeah, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for everything, everybody. Appreciate it. I'm going to play an ad to help pay for the show. And I'm out of here. Ugh, I'm going to, if I get No Man's Sky, I'll let you know, Jim. Uh, hit me up on Twitter if you want to play. Or on, um, I'm on Twitch, too. Twitch.tv slash TV. There we go. That's my That's my Twitch. If you guys want to join up there, I play some games. So there you go, everybody. Have a great day. I'm going to push the button. You know what that means. The stream will be ending right there.
Thanks, everybody, for all the continued support. You're amazing. Follow on all social programs, platforms, at Space News Pod. Go to spacenewspod.com or spaceindustrynews.com. And you can go to Instagram, uh, the Space News Pod, and Twitch, Egbert TV. And what else is going on? I think that's it. Yeah, check it out. Check out that other stream, too. People doing great things. Have a great one, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Love y'all. Bye-bye.